like you know when you're acting you're mic'd up and someone's like now talking you're like what do I say yeah. and then they're like just recite your lines and I'm like but I'm <coughs> shy <laughs> Welcome back to the, uh, I believe this is the fifth episode of Is It Whack? Hope you've enjoyed the series so far. Um, we have someone new to introduce to all of y'all who you've not heard from yet, but has the and best they're entrance. coming in right yeah. now. <laughs> Did you hear that, audience? Did the audience hear that? What? Did the you door? hear the door That's opening? The someone oh. moved oh, in no. your house. Oh. Okay. Yeah, somebody broke it. Yeah. Guys, shut up. We're recording. <laughs> No, I didn't hear anything. Okay. Oh. But yeah, we got a we got someone new on the pod and they're making a big entrance today, talking about a big film. Can we Yeah, we can we can drum roll. Guys, guys, stop it. <laughs> Woo! Hey, it's me, Funky. How's it going? <laughs> Are you talking to us or the audience? Huh? Are you talking to us or the listening? You guys first. Oh, okay. Audience, you guys will talk. We already good. know your name. I'm alright. Okay. Hey audience. <laughs> I brought a film in, brought a movie in. And the movie is Total Recall, nineteen ninety. Should we introduce ourselves also, real yeah. quick? Yeah. In case this is the first one. Someone's yeah, if you haven't to. listened before. Yeah, I- I'm Nara. I'm Seb. I'm Hannah. Woo woo. We're all members of the Insomniac Film Festival, and we do this podcast to decide if movies are whack or not. Mm-hmm. 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 I made you guys watch a couple because we're recording two back to back. They need to think we're more like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't, forget everything. Don't break I the illusion. <laughs> the timeline will be so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this movie, uh, it's so violent. I just I was watching it again, and I'm like, oh my god! Like this, these people are like, so many guns. Um, it's like. It's a, but it's near and dear to my heart because I feel like I watched this movie a few years ago and I was just like, whoa, this is this is science fiction, guys. Like this is fictional science in the future, and I'm loving it so much. It actually hit very hard back then. Um, so yeah, I mean, what did you guys think? What did you? What were your general thoughts? Could we do when we first saw it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how old were you when you first saw it? I want to say seventeen. I feel like that's a perfect age to see this. Like, oh like, my god, I thought you were like seven. No, no, no. no. I think between the ages of like You've never seen science fiction. You're like, this is what they were talking about all this time? This I went on my own volition. I was like, a science fiction movie. This is a science fiction. I've heard this before. What is it? Um, and I realized what it was. They're in, they go to Mars. There's science and there's fiction. Yeah. I know exactly what Funke is saying. Okay, good. I, oh I also, I'm just teasing. <laughs> when did you first see this movie, Hannah? Um, like three hours ago, and I, what should I say? Things. Yeah, general impression maybe. Oh, honestly, it's exactly what I want. I, okay, I either want my science fiction to be like um, Arrival and be like feel really grounded, or I want it to just kind of like lose its mind and feel like uh, I love that it is a movie from such a cheesy decade about the future and I love yeah so I liked it hey okay (laughs) yeah something about you uh I saw this movie my friend and I were doing uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger marathon oh and I think God. it was the last movie that we watched and the other ones were terrible and I was like okay another terrible one and we put it on and I think it's my favorite science fiction movie mm. and, every, and I've seen it since then I showed my family and everyone loved it yeah wow. I love it wow um I watched this film on Wednesday which was yesterday for the first time and I in- enjoyed it it was an enjoyable watch but i thought i was gonna enjoy it way more than i actually did because i usually really like like campy like sci-fi stuff but there are just some things in this that i just like couldn't get over yeah but in general it was like a solid watch like i i am happy that i did watch it Mm. i think it was a worthwhile watch what were some of the things that you couldn't get over um 
I just didn't think any of the characters were likable. I think mm. that was my hardest. Like that was the thing. Any I just, of them? Nah. Once once they hit those rats off that table, I was mad. <laughs> what about Marlena? She has not enough of a personality to not. No, like. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get into that later, but I think first we should just say whether we think it's whack or not. Uh, um, yes. Before, oh, yes, before I make my arguments. True, true, true. I don't think it's whack. I think it's whack. I think it's whack, and that makes it so much better. My note says whack? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to summarize? Oh, can I do a summary corner? Yes. I, I've seen this movie twice. But it has been a little bit, <laughs> and I have, uh, I think, well, generally I a good just, memory. I, just we can I will in. correct you. Okay, and I also want to do uh, kind of just the premise without spoiling too much, because it's really a movie that's oh like relies gosh. on twists and turns, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I think we'll get into spoilers pretty quickly. But just if you haven't seen it, uh, I think you should watch it, and the general premise is that it's the future. Uh, I don't really know when. Does anyone know 2084? When? 2024? 2084. Oh. Uh, 2084. Okay. So soon. <laughs> um, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Quaid, who is a construction worker uh, who's happy with his wife and his job and his life. But uh, people start kind of coming after him, and he starts to think that maybe he's not like the person that he thought he is. And when people come after him, he has these weird fighting no. skills and no. stuff. You're shaking your head. Uh, is this wrong? Well, because first he's a he, he wants to... something more from life, and he mm-hmm. wants to go somewhere. And then he sees an ad for Recall, and Recall is a company. About... <laughs> you forgot about Recall. Recall is a company that implants memories into your mind, so you feel you have those memories. And one of them is a vacation to Mars. Now this is the science fiction part of it. This is a big part of the science fiction of this. Can't believe I forgot about Recall. It's the whole. It's the name of the movie. Seb, you're you're fired from being somewhere. I'm slipping. I'm so ecstatic to have gotten to correct Sebastian. (laughs) So. But basically, it's one of those kind of born sort of things where it's like, am I the person that I thought I was, and why am I so cool? It's also (laughs) Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in space. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um. Yeah. it's a it's a i don't know that movie it takes a quick turn i feel like it's very like just chill at the start they're like oh i'm eating i'm eating breakfast with my wife he's gonna work and then shit really just goes and everyone is trying to kill him like so quickly and he doesn't care like he's just like i think it also does like a cool thing of like revealing like how the future works where it sort of like slowly introduces foreign aspect yeah where it's sort of like it's sort of like these are things like first it starts off and you're like okay i kind of get the futuristic thing with them like like he's on mars but that could also just be like part of his dream he has like this weird dream about being on mars and so you're like it doesn't really seem super futuristic at first um so you're like maybe humans haven't gone to mars i went in just like reading very brief synopsis so i was like not totally aware i was like i know there's space but i wasn't aware of the <laughs> mars part but then it's sort of like slowly revealed like how the future works and then like how different it is from like now where it's like first he's just like making like a breakfast shake and then you see this like weird wall panel tv like he just seems like he's buff dude making protein shake and then it's like all these different things are like introduced and then it's like oh he's just going on the subway but then there's this weird like police scanner wall thing which I just watched an episode of The Simpsons where they mm. referenced oh, that, yeah. and I was so proud that I was like, <laughs> to cut you off. Is that the one with the Flanders dystopia? No, it was like, um, it was the episode where, it's. I think it's Deep Space Homer. Oh, that's a good one. And they reference him like jumping through the thing? No, 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 just... it's like the x-ray thing that they walk through. Yeah. So, like, people going onto the subway, and so when... I can't remember the episode starts and they're at work and they're going through and one of the x-rays is like two boys in a trench coat kind of thing. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Anyway, sorry, Nara, please <laughs> yeah. continue. No, I just thought it was cool how it's like we're slowly like sort of like mimicking, like it sort of sets up how the entire story is going to go where it's like you are like revealed these things and you think like the society works a certain way but then it reveals a new piece of information that like completely changes the society which a lot of like 
films do that but i just thought it was smart to like work in the sci-fi in that way mm-hmm. well going into the movie having no idea what it's about i didn't even know that there was space in my mind i was just like oh this is the terminator but with a different name never seen the terminator either, <laughs> so i don't i don't know what that was um but it really at the beginning could have just been like an adult like drama yeah about like a married couple who live in this like futuristic scientific world but there's just unhappiness and it could have been it would have been good I think. yeah oh my god All that stuff is good i would 100 Marriage story in space yeah <laughs> it reminded me of like um the uh, patience the comic book because mm. there was just like this very um yeah mundane feeling in this super world and i was like fuck i totally would watch i loved this movie for different reasons but mm-hmm. that sounds like a movie that i want someone to make hollywood ring ring <laughs> um what was i going with this oh fuck i had something more to say <laughs> but i forgot drama <laughs> drama and space regular drama and space yeah and oh but i knew something bad was gonna happen because <laughs> you can't trust sharon stone <laughs> wow really because uh, i've only seen her in basic instinct and so every time she was with i was like she's gonna kill you like she's gonna try and kill you and i was right she tried to kill him <laughs> oh my gosh that scene i was like oh you can't trust anyone like you really when he turns the light down and he's like get down get down like someone's here trying to kill us but oh my god what an outfit yeah. I want that outfit. I want yeah. to go to the club in her workout gear. She was serving. She just looks... Should we explain? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you have not seen the movie, go watch it. Watch it. Spoilers. We'll wait. But, uh, yeah, Sharon Stone's his wife, and uh, they seem... There's something kind of wrong with their relationship, and then when things start going bad, it turns out she's working with the bad guys and she's trying to kill him obviously she, you can't trust sharon stone <laughs> look at her face and she's like oh i love you you're like you're hiding something somehow it's like i said all the characters were like i did not like any of the characters i liked her character the most yeah, I liked like, her too. I, she was like my favorite character i was she was like the only one who's sad i was on i was like yeah i understand why you're doing that i feel bad for you you're on her side what yeah. i don't I'm, what like, do you empathize mean? with her because but... I'm, I'm not on arnold schwarzenegger's side he's an awful person in this but... room what not in the there's a part where he's they're like going down the stairs and they're trying to get somewhere fast like oh, and, I, he... and then he's like get out of my way and just push <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like stairs. if we're talking about like politically like she's like also i don't really i would like to know her backstory yeah i want to know more about her i, I would wanna, like is she happy with her life I want to watch a Black Widow-style prequel <laughs> about Sharon Stone and Total Recall. Also, fun fact about Sharon Stone, she got kicked off of Bumble recently because people kept reporting her as fake. Wow. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Just cool. like she just wants love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could we... I don't want to hijack things, but I think a lot of these things are related to one thing, which mm-hmm. the violence, the unlikable characters, the world building, all that stuff, I think comes back to Verhoeven, the director, who okay. made... Like RoboCop, Starship Troopers, Basic Instinct. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, or Fatal yeah. Attraction. I always yeah. get those mixed oh, up. Base- I was reading that he picked Sharon Stone for Basic Instinct because of how quickly she switched oh, wow. in this movie. Uh-huh. She switched on. And there's also things in this movie that foreshadow Basic Instinct in their fights that um, I guess I won't spoil another movie, <laughs> so I won't say it. <laughs> But I think a lot of his movies, at least on the internet, I see him get credit for having these kind of almost silly sci-fi exteriors or like more action uh, things with kind of these big political ideas underneath. And Hannah, you alluded to that, talking about Sharon Stone and Arnold's politics. Well, the whole movie is political. That's like, because they're literally like, they like bad government-y kind of group and then the the rebellion fighters that is political do you want to tell us what the bad government-y group is trying to do <laughs> yes so the bad government-y <coughs> group what are they called again does someone remember uh i don't Mars think their dude? name matters i feel like they didn't even bring it up the, the agency yeah right. what the a, henchman but, is called richter no but there's the main like they have an actual name <laughs> that i it really similar i swear to the other guy 
If you are listening to this on a smartphone, please Google <laughs> and cut back to Someone us. Someone is listening to this so mad because they know it and none of us know it. Well, that person should email me yesterday. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> drop us a line somehow. Just kidding. We don't have a podcast email. <laughs> um, also, time travel is impossible. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh yeah. So the agency, I don't really understand what... <laughs> Like, I guess they're, like, a government agency. But, like, the leader, is he, like, a political leader? I think. Yeah. The, yeah, the thing was, was that he was just, like, he was, like, for the government, he was, like, the representative from Mars. Okay. So he was, like, the president oh, of, okay. of Mars. Mars. That's okay. so sick. Um, That's and the then he, title. like, he basically annexed all the resources and was controlling them. for. The, it's, like, yeah. the Lorax, <laughs> but in space. Yeah. yeah, so basically in Mars, like... In this world, they have to live in this dome because there's not an atmosphere in Mars. And so he controls the air supply and people have to pay for air. And so then they're also like, I guess, like any all like like mutant people from Mars are like, like a lower class kind of. Yeah, but they don't. I don't think they explained what, how people are mutants. They said the very air. briefly. So they said, so like Benny, really briefly, the cab driver. Oh, said Benny like, broke my heart. I love, he's, he's also the other character. I loved I like. him. Yeah. I like two characters. Oh my gosh. Um, but he, he like said very briefly, it was just like the like lack of like oxygen or whatever, plus like the like something to do with like the atmosphere of mars like they their domes like aren't as good quality or whatever so like the like the actual like atmosphere like impacts them okay like the outside martian air like leaking in or whatever (laughs) right okay so then but on mars there's also some aliens and everyone kept scoffing at the idea of aliens in this movie which like yeah what what do you (laughs) anyways they they built this pyramidy thing and Mm -hmm. there was a Re- what was it called the retract the re- the something yeah the- <laughs> it- oh. we're doing great yeah we really it's not even experts i literally just watched this movie anyway you're re- you you retain more like actual like terminology from the planet than i did Aww. yeah facts yeah. it's you're spinning facts could, could we do a quick summary of the back half of the movie the back or the second half just i feel like we're literally talking i'm explain. i'm in the middle of explaining something okay okay i thought you were stumbling yes i was (laughs) so there's the pyramid with the magic thingy in it and well no (laughs) we don't find that out right away anyways they're like they won't say what it is but it's they've shut it off like the agency people Mm -mm. and so then the peop and then so fighting the agency are the rebels who um on earth are painted as like a terrorist organization so when we first start the movie and they're watching the news like that's how they're framed but really they're just like people from Mars who I are... like that they showed that at the start. I was like, "Whoa, ter- terrorists yeah. on Mars. This is." And at first, I really was like, "Is this gonna be a right wing movie?" But then I realized that there was a twist. <laughs> anyway, so there's people <laughs> fighting, and they're led by this unseen leader whose name I also forgot. Quato. Qu- Qu- oh, sorry. What Quato? Quato. Yeah, Quado? I think it's Quado. Quado? Quado. K-U-A-T-O. Okay, yes. And he is what they say. He's like George Washington, but you can't see him or yeah. something. No one's ever seen <laughs> him. There's no, no way that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> they say, oh, they, the people on Mars love him. He's like George Washington. And then another guy's like, <laughs> oh, that? let's kill the bastard. And then they're like, but no one's ever seen him. <laughs> George Washington. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they love him. Because George, George Washington <laughs> was the first president George of Washington. the new United States. Right. They uh, were a colony, and then they became the United States. So that is what they are saying. That's the political <laughs> allegory. Mm. Um, Can I just do a tiny summary corner? Yeah. Just real quick. Because I just think if you hadn't seen this or it's been a while, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
just a <laughs> small your corner. own fault. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I did it badly. If but you I, hadn't I think... seen any movie, you had no idea what anyone was talking about. <laughs> <That's>... What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so go ahead. I'm done. Just Okay, I just think we're into the spoilers now. We can just talk about whatever. In the back half of the movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Quaid, Quaid <laughs> sees a video of himself yeah. telling him that he's an agent of the rebellion and that he should go to Mars and join them. Is that what happened? That's no, the first that's, video he that's sees. Yes. the beginning of the movie. Yeah, okay. It's but midway. we didn't get that far before. It's pre-Mars. It's pre-he goes so, to Mars. So he goes to Mars. Yeah, and, and he the, tells him, get your ass to Mars. Or yeah. This is what he says. And then the, the, the second and third, the final two-thirds of the movie are on Mars. Uh, with the rebellion, he meets that lady you said was bland. Oh, I, Marlena. It's not that she's bland because she's actually, um, what was it? She's like sleazy and um, demure. Sleazy, is, athletic. Uh, oh, demure. right. She's, she's his dream woman, right? Brunette. Yeah. <laughs> but she just has no personality. But, like, she's a good person. <laughs> Anyways, yes, that's when he meets her. She's part of the rebellion. And he meets a cab driver who's also part of the rebellion. He joins. No, I think, think he joins. I, I don't, he's not. Rebellion. He's not. At first, he's just like a not, cab driver. He's just no one. He's just a citizen. He has five right. children to feed. Yeah, right. he's five children. He <laughs> well, has we'll get to that later. Benny. Benny. Uh, and then he gets mixed up in the resistance, and then eventually he gets captured by the agency, and they reveal that it was all a much more convoluted plot. Um, and he was actually supposed to lead them to Kulatu. Is that the yeah. idea? Yeah. He's like a weird, like, triple agent. Like, he <laughs> volunteered to have his memory erased and right. become Quaid. So fucked up. That's I know. Twisted. And then but you then he... you watch his second video of him to himself, and then the camera zooms out. <laughs> and the guys and, and the, the like... bad guy are there together. Because they're good friends. It's... Yeah. One... I, love, I love it. <laughs> so Quaid... Finds out he's secretly a double agent for the agency. And then now they're going to wipe his memory again? Yeah. Mm. Oh. They're going to re-wipe it back to his regular evil <laughs> right. self. Yeah, I think they're planting a chip of his old identity in there. Plus, they're going to give Marlena a new personality as a docile woman. Or like like a obedient, a, an obedient woman. Except... It's not like, like, she's just boring. No, sorry. Sorry. You think it wouldn't change too much? No, it wow. would, because she's definitely, like, feisty, but, like... Just in a bland in a bland movie way. Well, she's feisty in the way that she is a girl in a movie with <laughs> violence who has curly hair, and she isn't a sexy blonde. That was actually her career niche. She's a prison guard in Con Air, and she's in Falling Down. And hmm. She always has a gun and is not very prominent. Hmm. I think she's good though. Yeah, I just they already had like their like, like, conniving like <laughs> Sharon Stone lady, so then now they're like, well, here's the other girl that's like cool and like kicks things. <laughs> <laughs> they did you like their fight? Um, yeah. Who, whose fight? Uh, Arnold Molina and, Sh- and Sh- Sharon Stone. It was, I wasn't, they didn't, they they fought and I was just like, oh yeah. It was the same as any other fight in the movie. Except in that scene, I have to say that Sharon Stone is wearing one of the best suits I've ever seen. (laughs) I was just completely enamored with that entire ensemble. And then when she slides up her pant leg and reveals this crazy stocking shoe combo with a knife, like, like hidden in there, I was like. Yes, I'm gonna, I want to make an Instagram dedicated to that outfit. <laughs> so uh, that was my favorite part of the can movie. We, can we, on that note, talk about like the artistic direction of this film? I loved it because I think for like a sci-fi, it's like it's the world building because the world building Gorgeous. is like a lot of it is through exposition. There is so much exposition throughout this, like the entire film is just exposition for yeah. the story, like necessitates it but also like the way that they like 
like just the way they like do the like all the sets for this film is amazing and the costumes are like kind of crazy like they're just not what you'd expect from like a sci-fi film they're so 80s they are so 80s and i gotta say that in the um the like weird space brothel bar like all the outfits that like the space sex workers were wearing i was like wow i love everything here everything was neon and spandex and like looked a little bit like they could be Jetsons Halloween costumes, I guess. <laughs> like, they were sort of futury, but they were 80s. And I was, like, loving everything. i just say something on the exposition. I just feel like I've seen a lot of lesser sci-fi movies do, like, text crawls. Not, not like, even just Star Wars, but, like, Ooh, lots yeah, of things. Add do. them. Yeah, tell Star Wars. <laughs> text crawls or, like, news reports or something. Be like, oh, the society has fallen apart and whatever. And all that stuff that we see in Total Recall is incorrect. Like, mm-hmm. all the information that's told to us is usually a lie or, like, distorted through something. And then the stuff that is actually important, is, I think, is actually, like, dramatized really well. Like, mm-hmm. you see that the society doesn't work and it's, like all like totalitarian and you see the rebels and how the mutants are treated and stuff i think it does all that stuff really really well also i just love how like the newscast at the beginning is supposed to kind of set up this futuristic world because they're talking about mars but it, the woman is wearing the most 80s <laughs> look i have ever seen i will just i'm sorry i know i keep going on the same thing so i loved it maybe it'll come back um, the 80s fashion? Yeah. Oh, it's coming back. <laughs> but I just like it in this context because it's supposed to be a hundred years in the future. And it looks the same, except things, even like 80s inventions of like what high-tech stuff would be, like their tracking device is humongous. And they're walking <laughs> around and it's so slow. <laughs> it's awesome. I love that kind of like science fiction where I'm like, this isn't the future. Like this is barely, like we definitely have this. The yeah. chip in his brain, which is just like a bouncy ball that he <laughs> pull out of his nose. Oh. Do, they also do a lot of like, physical things like there's oh, no yeah. there's like barely any cgi and the cgi is like set up to just like make the the story more real i guess like the the x-ray thing was cgi but not many other things mm-hmm. and like the tracking device but they do, they do a lot of like i don't even know how they do the it like practical yeah. effects practical effects of just like his head oh so my. many times oh yeah when yeah the, wow. le- his weird costume as that lady <laughs> oh my <laughs> god no and it goes from clearly being a real woman to this weird like paper mache bust that they yeah. make and it's so amazing oh, i love the effects and i love how he's like that's quaint like he just <laughs> knows because this woman is acting strange <laughs> there's no reason for that scene i'm just like what like yes on? this random woman must be arnold schwarzenegger oh, really? because he... he's probably pretty tall i also love that like in the future, their, like, safety systems are just awful. <laughs> like, they're, like, there's, like, separating, like, everybody in the dome from the outside atmosphere. Just one layer of glass. And, and so, they don't like, give buttons. a fuck either. They have guns. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. shoot at the glass <laughs> so many well, times. Well, they're, like, at one point, they're, like, oh, don't shoot. We'll all die. <laughs> it's, like, well, that's a problem. And I swear he looks at him like, I still want to shoot. <laughs> I might do it anyway. And there's, in the like, airport, there's just, like, a red button, I swear, that you press, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. things open or close. Yeah, and then he's like, we can't do anything. They're all connected. So they're just, like, trapped in there until some, like, repair person goes out to fix the glass. Like, the future, like, urban planning on Mars is not great. Yeah. But I, I see they have a corrupt leader, so I understand why, but... That part was also wild, because he did say, he's like, open the goddamn door! Like, he's right, Quaid is right over there! The guy's like, I can't, they're all connected. What does that mean? Like, literally, what does that Every mean? door is gonna open. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Every door ever! Can I make a lukewarm defense of this? Mm-hmm. Sure. I've, I didn't, like, come up with this, but what I've heard is kind of the definition of cyberpunk as a genre is that technology is improved, but our societal problems haven't well, been solved by that. And I guess technology hasn't really improved okay, that the, much. The thing about cyberpunk is that it's just like... Nara <laughs> <laughs> would know. Um, so, so the cyber refers to science, like any technology ever. It mm. can just be any technology. That's why like Hackers is like a cyberpunk film. Because right. even though it's not really that futuristic and they just have computers. So the cyber refers to technology and then the punk refers to counterculture. So technically... like. Technically, this could be cyberpunk because there is technology and there is like an anti-governmental like movement. But mm-hmm. I would think it would be more like just general like sci-fi. Yeah, for sure. But and would you, sorry. 
I just really like this definition as a thing yeah. for sci-fi, even if it's not cyberpunk specifically. Mm-hmm. But the idea that uh, technology could advance, but the social problems that we have would not get solved by that. They might even get worse. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie really kind of digs into that idea. And like even how like everything kind of looks the same. It's just a little different, mm-hmm. like in that really everyday stuff. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's like I really appreciate, I feel like there's something really kind of down to earth about how the movie doesn't try to do some like insane like reinvention of what the world would look like and really like on Mars, like when they go out to like the red light district area, like it looks like just a set and it looks like a normal thing, but then it's like, oh, that girl has like a mutant thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that girl has three boobs. So oh yeah, the most famous thing. Okay, gotta say though, one problematic thing about that is, and maybe this wasn't what they're implying, but it kind of feels like it is that there's like one of the sex workers there has dwarfism, and like I don't know if this wasn't their intention, but it almost feels like she's supposed to be part of like the you know yeah. what I mean. Mm. Because they're all supposed to be mutants in this area. Yeah. So you think, oh, and they're like, whoa, there's a girl with three boobs. Oh, there's like this girl, and then there's someone with like like a human, like just genetic. Yeah, but aren't they supposed to be humans that have had some sort of like birth defects or something? I'm not saying the movie handles it well. I'm just like, no, no, and I'm not even saying like I don't know if this is actually like would be offensive to someone with dwarfism Mm -hmm. i guess it was just one moment where i i was like are they trying to make this a joke because she's like oh marlena like if you need help with this guy like let me know oh yeah for sure but i don't but there's also the part i think they are kind of like making a joke of the dwarfism because there is a part where like all the like agency people come in and then she just like brandishes a huge knife and i think like playing Mm. with proportion in that way is sort of like making fun of her character um like also because they just like set up her character like sort of as like a comedy like slapstick bit so like mm. I, I don't uh, like i i don't think they were being super sensitive about oh, it definitely not. i mean it was the yeah. 80s yeah. like I'm, i definitely don't think they were trying to be, yeah yeah but, yes that was just one thing where i was like uncomfortable yeah one of those like, like yeah and you yeah Mutants are a weird thing in, I feel like, science fiction popular culture because it's kind of like there are real people who, you know, have birth defects or have been, like, mutated by radiation in some way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, sometimes people are just monsters in movies and they're called mutants and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird Here weird it was mostly people who have birth defects, but then were also, like, psychic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, For some yeah. reason, like the bir- the mutants were also psychic, but they didn't really like elaborate on that. And no. I was like, are all mutants psychic, or just some of them? Because, spoiler, Benny's a mutant that is revealed later. It didn't seem like he was no psychic. Was it only people? Is it who only Quato? No. Oh, well, no, also no, the no. little girl the who little was, girl like, was like, "I'll tell you your future." You're a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also I was like. This isn't actually something they say in the film, but I was like, maybe is do you think that Arnold Schwarzenegger, because he has that dream about that predicts the future at the beginning, mm. do you think Whoa. that that's like just a weird memory thing, or do you think that he is a mutant, but we never find out? Maybe that's why he's so ripped. <laughs> and no one else is that ripped. Also, it just looks so weird seeing him do everyday things, and you're like, "But you're so ripped." Yeah. Like, none of the other spies are jacked. Why are you? It's great because he can really just like. Oh, he really throws people around. He oh, does and knocks them together like they're little playthings. But like when he thinks he's just like an average Joe guy living, and he's a construction worker. Like, does he? Like, yes, construction workers can be very buff but i don't think any of them are that big just from doing construction like does he just he's like, using like a drill like oh, he's not this, even this even is what like i look like <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible i read originally that it was supposed to have a lot more dark what? humor terrible arnold my yeah your arnold is bad i thought that no one noticed it so oh, no, that was good i i liked it 
Um, I read that it was supposed to have a lot more like dark humor in it, but then Arnold really wanted to be on it, so he convinced the guy to buy the script and then change the script to just like violence, like so much like mm. fighting and guns, which is wow. So I guess sorry. I guess it just fits him more. But what are you saying? No, it's just it could have been a very different movie. Like that sounds well, like because the violent stuff is honestly so extreme that like it made me close my eyes even though i'm really fine with gore there are times where it's like i know someone's head is going to like explode uh, also and- the thing is like about the story is that it's like based off of a science fiction story by philip k dick who also wrote blade runner, blade runner. so it's like i can see how it would have been a very different script originally if like mm-hmm. that's their unless it, they were like going straight in they were like that's a cool premise for like a society. We're just gonna do something completely different, which happens a lot. Um, but I could like, yeah, it's just like, I could see it working a lot better as like a more subtle film with the violence. <laughs> oh right. It's not. This guy gets shot up on the escalator. Oh, yeah, that's the one I always think of. Awesome. He just picks up a random civilian, uses him as a body shield, then throws him down the escalator. Um, and the guy becomes people. like a, a dummy. It's, the, oh, it's the, so sick. None of it is like that necessary to the story. No. But it's so good. It rules so hard. I mean, every like, time. personally, like I don't care. Like that wouldn't. That's not why I like the movie. So I'm like, if it had been like more subtle, I think it would have been interesting. But I also like whatever. There's a shot where Arnold shoots a guy and he flies into a wall. Do you know? Like he he has kind of like this like martial arts fight and yeah. then he like draws a gun and shoots a guy and the guy like hits the wall oh, and yeah, like yeah. the blood spreads the first out. Sequence oh, yeah, where he's, yeah. he's like his his he's friend first... like turned on him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. Yeah. That's oh, and he stands there with the gun. He's like, "What am I doing?" It's, it's just so well <laughs> shot and like. My body. What? Oh, I'm a construction <laughs> worker. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I've never fought anyone. I'm just an average <laughs> Joe who looks like this and is married to Sharon Stone. Oh, he's a king. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when he's in the hotel, and he's he's like, "Who's at the door? Who's at the door?" And the guy's like, "Hey, it's me. I made recall." And he and the dude walks in, and he's like. You're in a dream right now. <laughs> this is all a dream, man. And then Arnold's like, oh, very funny. Like, it's not a dream. If it's a dream, can I shoot you? He's like, yeah, shoot me. Shoot me right now. And then it's just the sweatiest scene I've ever seen. Oh, my God. When like, you see the one drip of sweat, because I was like, Arnold, don't do it. Also, do you think that's where the Matrix got the red pill from? Because he literally gives him mm. a red pill to take, mm. to like wake him up from the dream and get him out of like the recall state. But then he, he doesn't. But he's lying, right? And, mm-hmm. and then lying. he starts up this whole prompt, like the whole "is this a dream?" Mm-hmm. like um, cliffhanger ending. Also, like in, in that they have an inception too. Like that's here first. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Is the idea? I think I've heard the idea floated that. There's a scene where Arnold that we discussed before where Arnold's going to get his mind restored back to like his old personality mm-hmm. and he kind of just in a very strange action movie way just breaks the chair and yeah. just like gets out of it and the rest no. of the movie is action and it seems like maybe it's like he's dreaming that part like from then on cuz it's so it's kind of outlandish from even the, from where the movie is I, I don't know I thought There's that was couple, the idea th- like they say the first 20 minutes is all real Right. Like the the director was like in an interview or something he was like, "Yeah, okay, the first 20 minutes is all reality uh and wouldn't say anything about anything else." So it's like mm. it could be from the time he goes to recall, it could just be a dream and could he's right. like he and never like, goes to Mars. Yeah. Okay. It could have just all been like a fucked up like total recall. Sorry. That's what they call it, but a recall yeah. mishap or yeah. whatever. Right. Cuz the the entire like film, I I think like it's just such a convoluted film, yeah. and I kind of want to read the like source material that's based off of to see if it's like less convoluted. Like it's still gonna be convoluted, but see how it's like played out like that. Because yeah. there was a lot of times I think also because of like the incessant like violence and like shock value that I sort of forgot about like the layers of plot, and then they would just like bring it back, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's happening, right? I gotta like <laughs> it's switch okay. my brain back to that. It's hard to really know who in the film is in the no- like of right. the guys because. He, the the villain or the main villain fully is, tells one of his henchmen, like his main henchman guy, Richter. that he didn't tell him what the f- actual real plan was. So he right. thought he actually. And so when you look back at all the different people that like tried to get in his way and tried to kill him, uh-huh. like his friend at the beginning, it's like 
Wait, but who knew and who didn't? What did Sharon Stone know? I think it's actually better that they didn't know because otherwise, like, the second time you watch the movie, it's like, oh, they were all just faking trying to kill him and they let him go each time. It's no, because they fully killed real people trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just weird. But it is strange, yeah. It is strange. Like, the villain's plan makes no sense. And then also the guy who leaves him the suitcase and you think you might see him again because he's like, don't worry about it. And you really don't have to worry about it because he <laughs> never don't. comes back. <laughs> like, literally, there could have just been, like, an I, actor. Like, there could have been a part there where he just gets, like, a phone, like, message. Like, somebody just leaves him a message and you don't have to, like, see that weird, like, convoluted exchange. But I feel like they were just like, no, it's it's the future. Yeah. So the you have to see this. is so cool. But he could have, like, to leave. Gets a message from himself. No, I mean, like, the guy who leaves in the suitcase. There yeah. didn't need to be He's that like, whole I'm just outside your window, so I'm going to talk to you on this face phone thing, but you epic. look at me. Too, <laughs> too epic. That's the future right there. And then there. just, the, for some reason, there's that old lady that tries to take it, <laughs> yeah, and she I, gets really mad at him. Yeah, I also didn't, I, I felt like I was reading into, like, a weird class thing in this, where it was, like, I, where I was, like, it's weird because there's all these... Or, like, there's, like, some weird, like, things about privilege going on in it where I'm just, like, all these people who, like, like, obviously there is, like, with how, like, the government is treating these people on Mars, but also just, like, with that woman and with the civilians, like, on the, like, subway or whatever, how everybody else is sort of, like, they're just, like, obviously they're disposable, but also, like, that exchange with the woman where it's, like, we're supposed to think she's crazy because he's, like, because she's, like, trying to take this, like, suitcase from him, but then he's walking around with, like, a towel on his head yeah. and, like, beats up this random woman on the street. <laughs> and I'm just, like, I don't understand, like, some of the, like, stance. Like, if they're, like... I, I just don't think, like, I saw, like, a solid stance from the film about, like, actually supporting these, like, rebels or, like, supporting these, like, humanitarian causes. Uh, but I think there's, like, sort of thing of, like... uh it's meant to show the desperation of, like, the situation that the government has created. Because the final reveal of the movie is that the government is artificially hoarding the air. Yes. So to it's like... Money. Yeah, yeah. But, but that, but this old lady, that whole... Like, that's she, on Earth. It's on Earth. Yeah, but still, like, that's the government that's running things. Like, it, even on Earth, the conditions seem bad for most people. Yeah, which, do you guys think that that view... Okay, you know when they watch the TV and then Sharon Stone turns it to a view? Yeah. Beautiful. And it's gorgeous. That's definitely, like, not their real view, right? Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay. No. I, it's also, like, interesting because on work, he's just, like, a blue-collar worker. Like, mm -hmm. they have, like, a tiny apartment. Like, mm -hmm. it's very, like, American dreamified sort of thing. Yeah, I... There's just sort of like a weird like social like commentary that's like randomly thrown in and then the, nothing is really I mean I feel like the thing was a lot of sorry so I'm sorry oh, no problem, no problem. um with a lot of science fiction and like films of this type is that they will have like a political message about like the value of a human life in some places but at the same time for their action scenes they just throw that out the window yeah. and like a bunch of people with no faces or names or identities just die because it makes the scene like every marvel movie is like some kind of really human like thing motivating it and then a fucking building will explode because <laughs> captain america they had to sign a contract about them <laughs> like literally like i think that that's probably what it is like i think they are trying to make a statement about like about like inequality of like class and stuff obviously with stuff on mars but then arnold needs his big fight scene so they're like this guy on the escalator will be a shield <laughs> it yeah it's so not about like the war and all the politics for the first like 30 minutes of the movie it's like this guy he's like upper middle class or whatever he's like living his life he can literally turn off the news on mars it doesn't affect him at all like his wife's like all right just turn it off honey like and then puts on the beautiful scenery but it's like like when he goes to recall and gets his brain all twisted then he's actually like in it firsthand and i feel like he, he's never really dealt with that or at least the memories that they <laughs> put in him <laughs> for the last six weeks like he's never really dealt with that um and then they, they force him to kind of like see what everyone's dealing with and, and see mutants because i think on earth there's none of that and he's not really like dealing with any of that but i don't know he 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 doesn't seem like he has an opinion on anything either. Like, but, uh, but he literally, he... It's clearly, it's like whatever the per first person he talked to has told him is what he <laughs> believes in because there's nothing that should have persuaded his political opinion from going to from like right to left other than 
like he likes this lady and someone <laughs> told him that this is the side that he believes in now. But I think you guys have lined up like the philosophical stance of the movie, even if Arnold's is kind of vague. Yeah. Like I think we're supposed to take away the idea that like this guy could have stayed on earth with his perfect life, uh, ignoring the inequality of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But once he sees it, then he fights for that instead of going back, which he easily could. Well, also, but also once his perfect life literally tries to murder him. Yeah, but he could have uh, just accepted yeah. getting like rewiped, and they and with his like this dream yeah. girl that he has, and they they would have been like yes. happy and like. I think any other actor might have gotten that point across, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's literally a brick wall. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think if he didn't beat up so many random people in this film, I would believe that Or if more. he could express emotion. <laughs> yeah. He He's like, oh, I see now. Okay. <laughs> and then He's learning. He's trying where, hard where, to process. Um, where they're talking about him getting his memories restored with Marlena. And she's like, and maybe you'll remember that you loved me. And he's like, I don't need to have my memories restored to remember that. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, and, and you're like, wait, what happened? There's nothing happened between you two that should change that except you just spent time with her. And then they almost have their first kiss in this weird crypt. And there's a skeleton <laughs> in the shop and in like- between that. <laughs> And then the people like pop out. I like how the people waited so long to like pop out. They stay waiting in places to jump through walls and shit and just get the jump on him. It's so wild. There's also that like another like weird thing about the film is that there's the weird like digger thing that digs the tunnels. Yeah. That's just like they keep going by a bunch and keeps like popping up, but then you don't really know what it like you don't know why, like what the point of it is until it like breaks into this like weird layer. Well I think they got a underground tunnel network. Yeah. They do. I think they're but, hiding. But it's like weird because it's just like always like it's just always there. Well, it's yeah. setting it up for when it's gonna yeah. be used for the big action. Benny stuff. always gets scared by it. Yeah. See? And then Benny is using it to kill yeah. them. Benny also got freaked out when they all came for like the the bad guys like show up and he's like oh and i'm like benny you have me convinced yeah. benny's the best can actor we- in this film i was gonna <laughs> say can we talk about benny now i love benny i didn't see it coming i'll say it. i'm like oh I'm i like, didn't see it either. I, saw, I saw his hand come out i didn't see that coming either and i was like all right benny's on our side i didn't realize this would be the relationship and he's just an agent of chaos. No, I love Ben. No, he, he's trying to feed his no. five kids. No, he, he, doesn't, doesn't, have, he doesn't have kids. Oh, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, my four kids. And then, and he's like, wait, what I thought I it was five. Sleep. And he's like, oh, you got me, man. <laughs> and then doesn't further explain. So, so they're paying him. No, we, we just don't know why he's doing that. Because well, he's a mutant. He must, he must be, be being paid but off. But Guaranteed air. Guaranteed survival. working as a cabbie. No, because they don't know that Benny's going to come along with them. He could have died out with the rest of them <laughs> with no oxygen. At what point do you think he was persuaded to join the enemy I don't know. Side? I honestly always... think they were probably like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And he was like... <laughs> I was gonna go touch this lady's three tits, but I guess I'll do this instead. I honestly like. I feel like Benny's just so bored. He's like, something's happening. He's also just over, like, expressive compared to everyone else. I don't know. There's also the part where like, he he like leaves Benny like a massive tip and he's like yeah get your kids to have some dental work done (laughs) yeah he's like i gotta benny's like i gotta feed my kid and then arnold hands him a stack of red bills and he's like send them to the dentist (laughs) that's mars money red bills (laughs) i was like how you know it's mars because there's just a red wash over everything everything's love how mars looks though like the train and like and the ending when like they're like on the surface Oh, I hate the best that. where their faces are like oh, I couldn't changing. Look at it. It's also just like so long and so excessive. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't need to return to it like four times. They could have just shown it like once. <laughs> I just and love how overwhelming the sound and the images are in the oh, last. It's so funny. Wow. I also love Sorry. how quickly oxygen in the atmosphere became a thing that in the time between the first guy dying and them <laughs> almost dying, yeah. ox there was an atmosphere. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> This is just I, science fiction. It's not science. <laughs> I thought they were going to die. Because it was on them for so long. I was like, yeah. oh, no. But then... I thought they were going to die, and then they were going to be like the heroes of the future. Mm. Like right. martyrs. Can we explain yeah, what happens? Yeah. yeah. They're Arnold and... 
Marlena, Marlena are having a fight with the villains and they bust through the glass. <laughs> they bust through something in the mine they, and get sucked out. They, they activate the, the oh, ancient right, right. alien air and then the the big bad th- jumps out the window or some shit. Like, yes, th- no, the, the, because they do that and then the pyramid starts to explode and the glass bursts. Right. Yeah. And ah. then they all get sucked out because apparently that's what happens. The vacuum of space. Oh, there's right. no There's no gravity apparently on But then Mars. it sends them straight to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then the old man who's the villain dies. His head kind of explodes in these weird yeah. grotesque puppet effects. Yeah. It's so cool. Can I say extremely quickly that this has the coldest Arnold one-liner ever? My favorite one ever. What line? Um, when he's about to get his mind wiped, the villains taunt him by saying that they're going to see him at the party, implying that like he's going to be back to his old personality. And then later, he's fighting the lead henchman, Richter, and he traps him on the edge of an elevator so that when the elevator goes past a wall, only Richter's arms are there. And Arnold picks up his arms and throws them into the shaft and says, see you at the party. Can I, can I also say that that elevator fight reminded me of Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed? <laughs> what? There's an elevator fight in Scooby-Doo 2, I believe. Oh. It might be in the first Scooby-Doo. I think it's the first one in that warehouse. Okay, then in the in one of the live-action Scooby-Doos, there is an elevator fight, and the I just immediately thought of that. No, 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 no. In the first... I think it's in the second. No, I don't remember this. There's, there's a fight Atkinson in a warehouse one, in the, the first Green scene one. of the first one, and... There, it's no, like no, it's at the factory. end. It's, no, it, it no, is. This definitely is in the, it's in Monsters Unleashed because it's when, sh- when they all like get like body swapped. No, no, no. That's the first is that one. The first that's one? the first. That's one. the first one. So then that's because there's like that weird hole, and then it's they the go underground up. layer. Yeah, yeah. So that's because there's yes. Okay, cool. Never mind. That, I just want, yeah. those movies are pretty scary too. I didn't watch them. Let's I didn't watch the second one. I only saw the first let's one. Let's do that sometime. <laughs> scary movies. I want to do movies that were scary when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's, that's a I good series. That's why I called Dibs on Spirited Away. Okay. Roger Rabbit. That was scary. Oh my. Okay, we can't get. We, oh, we sure, have limited sure, sorry, time. Sorry, but sorry, should sorry, we? Sorry, yes. Should we wrap up any final thoughts that we like? Anything that we didn't get to say during the pod that we want to say now? I feel like. Could we say it with our ratings? Yeah. Should we go around and say, do we still mm-hmm. think it's whack or not? Any fun facts? And don't we, are we going to put numbers to it? Yeah, we're going to put numbers. I'll write Ooh, down numbers. Numbers. So, yeah. How, does it, how do the numbers work? Uh, do you want to explain the rating system? Uh, you just rate it on a scale of whack to not whack from one to five. Not how good you think the movie is, just five how is whack it is. Five is five wackest. Is uh, should we say where our other ones have ranked? Do you have that? I don't have those with me. Okay, we'll do it on the fly. Um, Calculation. Also, um, do we want to define whackness to this movie? Oh, I, I think know. you can do that individually. Do it, okay. do it. Yeah. If what? you think it's whack, say why you think yeah, it's whack. Yeah. If it's not, if you don't think it's whack, say why you don't think it's whack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Uh, you want to start, Nara? I'll start. Hi, I'm Nara. Um. Hey. <laughs> I I still think this movie is like whack. I think maybe. It, I think maybe now that I like have revisited all the layers of the movie, I think it's a little bit less whack. Um, but I still think some of the like gratuitous violence kind of like clouds the like ultimate message of the film. But maybe that's also just something that comes with war, um, and that comes with like fighting. The fog of war. So I think mm. so I think maybe it's like I think maybe I'm like a three point seven five out of five on the whack scale. Nice. That's good. Should we go? So we can end. Yeah. Well, yeah. Longer. Um, I think, uh, the kind of actiony dumb elements that I think are whack when we're talking about this and prevent, it seems like prevent a lot of people, including you guys from taking some of the bigger ideas seriously, (laughs) which is totally fair. Um, actually make me pay more attention because it's the stuff that I like. Mm -hmm. Like I like that the first half is sort of this Albert Hitchcock, like, oh, I'm not the right guy. Uh, I'm the wrong man. Uh, and like that the second half is well the whole thing is so absurdly violent and like just kind of like an 80s action movie I love all that stuff I'll give it a three and a half okay I definitely think that if honestly if like a normal actor had played the lead (laughs) role I would have been like yes this is a campy um like action movie from the 80s it's like like it's bizarre because of all these different things so like it'd be like whack but like not too whack 
But I think Arnold just adds this other element because he feels really out of place because no one meets his like stature at all. <laughs> like everyone like looks yeah. like a normal person. And I, he just feels like so he almost feels like he should be starring in the porno version of this. <laughs> And so I say because of him, he brings it to a four out of five of on the wacko meter. I see that. I actually I actually hear that. You guys have actually like talking about each part of this movie. Because it's only a movie that I've just seen so many times drunk out of my mind with my friends and be like, oh, Arnold, go kill him again. Yeah. It was a very like teenage funky uh, movie. But it is whack. It is. Like, after this conversation, I, I, I think it is why. I think it's a solid three. Because the things that are going on and the places it goes, and Arnold is, is, is commanding us there. He's leading us to all these places. It's, it's magical, though. I think there's something sweet there. Something sweet and all that uh, gore and people getting their heads blown up. It's kind of nice move. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Do, do we want to hear the final score? For yes. Adam, could you come in and do the noise? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're tabulating you just noise? turn your mic. <laughs> All right, so the result, the result is that uh, Total Recall is a 3.56 on the wacko meter, uh, which I think is 0.10 below head, which was a 3.66, Still I believe. pretty whack. And I think it's like point. Six above uh, Spring Breakers, which oh, I, wow. and I don't remember what Uncle Drew or Cape Fear were. Got to establish the mid range. But I did read because I only. Well, Spring Breakers was a two point five. Oh, was it a two point? I, I just our first one. Okay. Was the most, <laughs> the, not either side. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and Seb was like, "Oh, we got to establish the midpoint range." <laughs> I just think. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, ignore what I just said. Um, but I do believe that head was a three point six six because I just re. re- re-listen to that episode so mm. it's fresh and fresh in my noggin so mm. yeah all right thank you guys for watching this this is a lot i think it's a lot to sit down and watch especially was... if you watch it back to back with the other movie <laughs> that i brought forward Which i think that's secret also i think to close months. off this episode we should ask is this an all oh, was this all a dream Ooh. oh oh my god oh <laughs> i guess we should do more closing things on that I don't that sounds know. Okay, fade to white. The, the movie fades to white and then goes to a black credit screen. Smart. Well, you just outroed us and then we're still talking. <laughs> oh, okay. So we have to ask was this all a dream? Wait, should we say anything though? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. I, I believe Before Adam has a little. Insom- one. Insomniac yeah. uh, Film Fest. No, it's Insomniac. Wait, do we have a uniform Fest. outro? No. Oh okay. Yeah, Adam. Adam, you'll hear Adam's voice just appear. Mm. Uh, in no, <laughs> let's try and say it. What, Are we gonna try and say Insomniac it? Fest on the Instagram. If you liked this and want some pictures, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can follow us on the Insomniac Instagram at Insomniac Fest. And if you want to follow our personal Instagrams, Don't. you'll have to f- dig that out of the gutter yourself. You can find them. They'll be there. They'll be there. there. Drop us a line. Like I was about to say his and we were just like, no. What? (laughs) You're like, if you want to follow our personal Instagrams, it's like, mine is. And you're like, you have to dig through the gutter. And it's like, okay. I mean, sorry. Come to to the festival in the summer. Yeah. Date TBD. Tell us if you're listening also. A few people have. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for doing yeah. that. Yeah, repost. Makes us want uh, to keep doing or maybe, it. And do you think it was whack? Yeah, if you send us, it. drop us a line. And if that? you love the podcast, just don't say anything. Don't do anything. <laughs> and we'll just assume <laughs> that all people in the world love it. Chee-hee-hee. Mm. <laughs> just kidding. Please subscribe to it. <laughs> okay, Rate now, us five stars. Now do that, Arnold. Download that, it. Do that, Arnold. That's true. That you do the Arnold. We need you to subscribe so we know this was not all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> the swap. See you at the party. <laughs> <laughs> the swap is so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's three thank yous, so 
That's how you know we really mean it. For listening to another episode of Is It Whack? Is It Whack is produced by Insomniac Film Festival. Go to insomniacfestival.com or at insomniacfest on Instagram to learn more about who we are and what we do. Thank you to Emma Kudlack for our music and thank you to Ian Mills for our art. I meant that the other way around, but you know, you get the idea. Thank you to Emma Kudlack for our art and Ian Mills for our music. There, I said it properly. Next week, we're going to be talking about Spice World. So come back and listen to that. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye.